Phil, Philia, you're still in town. You ran away from the cleaners that Doris works at. You're a new friend. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing in town? You know, it's, it is starting to get like a little closer to nighttime. So, if, if uh, <laughs> while I was in town, um, just walking around, uh, did I happen to notice any um, anyone selling chickens or anything? Mm, just like just selling chickens off the side. Okay, well, you know, show prep, show prep. I would say there was a farmer's market stand, like kind of like on the outside of town, like right on the edge where they have like fruits, some, some veggies that are like barely, you know, hardly anything. It's not like overabundance or anything. And, um, they have a couple of chickens. All right. Um, well with, uh, my winnings from the bard, if it was enough, I'd get two, if not just one. I, I think you're able to get two. That's fine. They hand you the baskets that hold the chickens in. Then um, I look around and see, are, are there any kids out now or are they all at home for supper? I would say that you're not seeing anybody within town, but you do see that there are sort of like some families heading off to the church, mm-hmm. like by foot, and some people in cars. And the church is on your way to the, um, to the carnival grounds. Right. Okay, so I'll start heading towards the carnival and... Um, See if I notice anyone who's seems to be down and out and not heading to church. I want to say there there is like a small family who's kind of looks like they're hard. And, you know the, the 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 depression hit them quite a bit. That they're cut dirty. They're 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 really skinny from you know not being able to be fed well. Um, that are sort of it looks like they're kind of like hitchhiking mm-hmm. in from town or into town. So. Probably like y'all are passing each other on the side of the road, and it's um looks like a a man um probably in his late thirties, a woman probably like in her early thirties that, and then like two kids who are about like five and eight or so. Sure. And then I guess I'll just uh before they pass you, I'll just grab their attention. I was like, oh oh hey, um, excuse me um. Uh, do y'all happen to be from around here by any chance? I think the the children sort of like hide behind the parents just because you know they're shy and because stranger danger. I think the wife sort of just nods and the husband's like, "Yeah, we we've we come and go from this area. We we're pretty we we know pretty well." Oh, um, by any chance would would you happen to know where uh, Doris's mother lives? Um, I, I had some. Some chickens I was supposed to deliver for, you know, after. Oh, hmm. Yes, Doris. Oh, yes, the, the sweet girl from the, the cleaners that I've ran into a few times. Yeah, she lives, their their um house is not too far from here, actually. It's, I think it's, um they're down that road a bit. All right, well, thank you, thank you very much. Um. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it's the um, the White House on the left. White House on the left, okay. Um, Let's see, if I have any change left from uh, from buying yeah. the chickens and I hand it over to them, you know, just, like, y- y'all seem to be going through some, so, you know, just this, this little something I have. You know. Oh, oh, bless you. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate your help as well. And then, I'm assuming I don't have enough time to go down the dirt road and then make it to the carnival in time as well. I would say if you do it, you're cutting it really close. Gloria will be a little mad. Yeah. Cause you know she she wants all her performers there right before, so they're ready to go. Yeah, I, I'd rather not 
incur the wrath of Gloria. So I will head to the carnival at this point. Okay, chickens in tow, yeah. And I think um, as you're passing and as you're walking down the road back towards the carnival and um, as you're passing the church and the church, as you can see, is lit up on the inside because, you know, there's people starting to gather and you see the last bit of stragglers go in. As out of the corner of your eye, you just see this um, woman with red hair sort of just pass you and go into the church. And it looks like she's coming like out from the, the cornfields, but like it's since you're so focused, maybe you notice, I don't know. Would you notice somebody? The cornfields, maybe I think of it as odd, but you know, I'm odd myself, so. Valid. And that's, I think that's where we'll leave you. As Liliana steps back, um, steps onto the ground where it looks like it's a lush field, her foot sinks and this red liquid comes up. And at first you're like, oh, what is that? And then you're like, oh, that's, I know what that is. A whole bunch of blood. Okay, so I recognize it as blood. Does it smell yeah. coppery? I think Liliana is absolutely more intrigued than afraid. I don't think there's any like fear or disgust. I think she's more intrigued. I'm going to put my other foot in. It's also going to softer. It's going to sink okay. in a bit. There's going to be some blood as well. Venus takes one of the corn cobs and chucks it as far as she can into the circle. Yeah, it goes probably like halfway to the middle of the circle and just like bounces a bit. And um, it's not really like sinking in because there's not much weight to a corn cob. But you do see as it's rolling, it is picking up like remnants of like blood or some red stains to it as it's as it's rolling on the ground i think uh edie will go run after the corn it's chucked and it lands and i look at the everybody else i'm like oh you want me to retrieve it in my head and i go out there like not even like thinking about it yeah i see the the blood but i gotta get that corn that's good corn yeah you go in it's just it's you're just it's the squelching of wet mud. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, and absolutely. um, yeah, you grab the corn and um. Yeah, yeah is it does it have blood on it? Yeah, it, landing. It, so, so it's not like it's like covered in blood, but like you know, whenever you're bleeding and like you wipe your hand off and like you hit something back, and it's like the rub off blood. I hold the corn up and I wave it, but then also I'm going to take the time to look around out here, like okay. after I wave it around mm-hmm. and be like, "Yeah, I got it, guys." Um, I suppose it's, um... Keep an eye out. Keep an mm-hmm. eye out, yeah, which, you know, I think we're all really great at this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a negative in Guile. Yeah, I do, so I rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it just looks like, to you, it just looks like some sprouts are just forming in this nice, fertile grounds. Okay, I run right back to Thetis. Here's your corn. I brought it back. Did you see anything? Thetis fine out there. It's just a little bit wet and sloppy. I don't know. Okay, I'd like to. I Liliana would like to <laughs> look around. That's fair. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, I got plus one a nine. Yay! You got you, you did a thing. I did a thing. On a seven and nine, ask one, um, and then you also you also take a plus one forward on the answers you find. Uh, yeah, what dark truth is hidden here? <laughs> so as you're looking around, and um, are you moving further in, or are you just kind of just staying where you are? No, I think she takes like three or four steps in, so she can do a circle. 
You know what I mean? Like turn around in a circle and really try to see if there's anything out there. Yeah, I think so as you move in and you start looking around and the ground is just squelching underneath you with moist soil, (laughs) you look and you see and at first glance, like, you know, how Edie looked, it looks pretty, pretty normal, but, um, something catches your eye underneath, um, just one of the little spratlings to the left. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, if you go over and take a look and kneel down, it does look like there is a bit of a um, finger arching out. Just, yeah. Just like an index just, finger. Just yeah. A little... Just, just, and it's, looks like it's been detached from the rest of its body by a clean cut. It, but on the sides of the finger itself, like on the, like the little like edgings, it does look like there's some like some sort of design or inscription carved into this, the flesh. Oh, okay. What does it say? You don't know the language. Oh, it's a different language. I mean, I pulled out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Do I see anything else? You, as you're looking in now, you know, you do see various other lumps and bumps in the dirt. Okay. That are sort of like circling that whole perimeter. I'm going to turn around. And so I'm going to do two things if it's okay. Okay. I'm going to absolutely start uncovering these lumps, but I also want to see if anyone else in the group knows the language. So I'm going to turn around and like underhand toss the finger to Marquetta (laughs) and say, do you know what this language is? And then turn around immediately and start looking for what else <laughs> is in the dirt. Maybe not with my hands. I gestured with my hands, but maybe we're going to start with my feet. Like I'll just kind of uncover kick things dirt. around. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to just like plunge my hands in and pull up a head. I'd, I'd rather use my feet first. I think, I mean, mm-hmm. Liliana's not scared, but she also doesn't want to get covered in blood before the show. Marquetta, do you catch the finger that I toss at you? I do. I do catch the finger. I guess, do I need to roll to see if I know this language? Yeah, give me, give me a keep out, out an eye out for trouble just so we can see how much information you get. A five. I could take a look at it. I could try and read it. Okay, and Marquetta tosses <laughs> it yes. to Edie. <laughs> I I and I miss it. I I try, but I I miss it. It hits the ground, and then I pick it up, and then also <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep an eye out for trouble. Oh Jesus! Okay. I think. I mean, I'm trying to dis- I'm trying to read it. Like mm-hmm. I'm no, no, no. I I understand. That's true. I'm just like I'm like oh boy, <laughs> this crowd. <laughs> I also got a five. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and start rolling now. Hurry, toss yeah. it to Thetis. Toss it to Thetis. Toss it to Thetis. Okay, Put it in Thetis. the soup. Put it in the soup. <laughs> oh, you're ah. true, Thetis. Alley-oop. Alley-oop. <laughs> so, so someone at the carnival might be familiar with that. Or we're probably going to have to take this to Mother. Got a nine. Nine. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> I'm not from here. <laughs> All right, so uh, Theodis, first off, um, so nine means basically you get a plus one forward on all the answers you found, and then on seven and nine, ask one question. What dark truth is hidden here, I guess, because I want to be able to read it. You said you're not from here. Um, 
which parts of the world are you from? Have you been to? So I'm from the Mediterranean. Then I think, if that's the case, Latin that you're reading and seeing? It says, from life or life. What does that mean, Thetis? I think what it's saying is that from one life force, if you take that, you can create something new. So these dead bodies are giving us new crops. Resourceful. It's recycling. Recycling. But isn't that yes, wrong? It's a new a new cycle. Well, it depends on where the bodies are coming from. I'm am I seeing anything else as I I'm guessing I see other body parts. But yeah, I don't other wanna... fingers, a toe, a foot. Um, and then the, there's a particularly large lump that uh, you start uncovering that's um, starting to show like half the face. Like, yeah. Do I recognize it? I mean, it does look very similar to the little girl, like the same, like blonde haired sort of. Okay. We assume, but, we assume it's Betty. We assume yeah, it's Betty. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like the young woman like who's 18 or so. Okay. 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 <sighs> so what we have here is people being used as fertilizer. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if it was the elderly or the sick, but this one's particularly young and went missing recently, which is concerning. It doesn't explain the blood. Hmm. The blood, Maybe it's the... a lot. There's like been a lot of people going missing. Was there anything uh, in common about the people going missing? Well, when I was in town earlier, there was a lot of posters put up for missing girls. And mm-hmm. they all looked... 16, 18-ish to like mid-20s, I guess. They're all girls. Well, that's not okay. I mean, why couldn't they get rid of the men? Agreed. Well, it might be time to make mother aware of what's happening here. I agree. We should definitely tell her. Certainly would affect the numbers coming in. Well, and our proximity to this field is not going to be good no. for us. Yeah, I don't want to get blamed for killing a bunch of women and to make them grow food from their dead bodies. Not again. I mean, at the very least, if someone's going to die, the lion should benefit from it. We can take them back the finger, but I feel like that's not enough sustenance for them. It's not worth it. Okay. Well, we should take it back anyway to show mother. I hate to leave the young woman here. She's already buried. True, and if people come tonight and it's discovered, we will, of course, be blamed. So it might be best to leave everything here, except the finger, and head back. Do we all agree? I agree. Let's get let's get out of here. Y'all know where her, her wagon is, so y'all walk over. The door is still open. You see her starting to um, polishing her swords that she's going to be swallowing later. And just to bring narrative in, I think this is when Philphilia walks back into the carnival. Hey, yo. I'm back from town. Anything exciting happened while I was gone? Exciting? No. Interesting? Oh, okay. Yes. Oh? Do you tell? Ooh, we toss him the finger. Uh, them the finger. Yes. 
do you catch it? Does Phil Philia <laughs> yes. catch it? Phil Philia sniff, sniffing it. <laughs> I start smelling it. Does it does it have an odor to it or not really? Not it's it's not a decayed order as yet because it's still extremely fresh, but it has the um the copper the copper smells of like blood. Mm, not quite right enough for me. I'll toss it back. But the interesting thing is, is there are more. So we are going to make mother aware. And feel the blood. Oh, and it's not our fault, right? Not yeah. that we're aware of. Oh. That yeah. Marquetta blows smoke in Philophilia's face. Just give Marquetta a knowing look. <laughs> I eaty giggles. I'm just saying, because it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, it might not be the last either. I suppose it could have been someone here, but it was not any of us, at, at least not that I'm aware of. Like what? One of the Johnnies? <laughs> I mean, I suppose they've been too busy today. As if a Johnny could do that. Well, and then the, these bodies have been here for longer than we've been here. It's unlikely that, to be us, but we would be blamed for it. Sure. It's fun I'm for one of the Johnnies. Statistically, one of them could be a little off. It's, you know, we're a carnival. But it's just, this one is not on us. So yeah, that's been, what's been going on here, Phil. Well, how was uh, making uh, your new friend? How'd that go? Oh, you made a friend. Well, not too bad. We chatted for a bit. They're real nice. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like them. Mm-hmm. Will we Did you learn anything interesting them? about the town or that other person you were following, the father that uh, I was trying to help you with, but apparently he didn't want my help? Just that uh, he may be visiting my friend later tonight as well. So I may have to join them for some fun festivities. More friends. Interesting that you made so many friends in this town. Right? It's almost like it's really easy for me to make friends. Edie, Edie, darling, you seem upset. Oh, it's not, nothing. No, nothing. Not a problem. I'm fine. Just completely fine. We should talk to Mother. Okay. Phil, would you like to come with us, or do you need to get ready since you were playing all day? Oh, I'm, I'm, I've got most of my prep done. Just hold up my chickens. <laughs> oh, dear. Chickens again. I mean, not all towns have them. It is rather impressive. Edith throws one of the corn cobs that she hid in the barrel, uh, or in her wheelbarrow at uh, Philphilia. That's make a good prop, I guess. How many people eat cobs of corn whole? I don't believe I've seen it before. Try that tonight. Can't be that hard, right? Not for you. Yeah, and um, Mother is uh, Gloria sitting on the steps, polishing her the sword that she's going to be swallowing later, so... She just getting into that ritual of getting ready and seeing, prepping, and she looks up at you and sort of gives a nod and a smile. She's like, what's going on? Hello, we found something that we wanted to bring to your attention. And instead of tossing the finger as we have been around, I think that discreetly Liliana shows it to her. Do you hand it to her or just show her? I think she like, it's it sounds weird, but almost like presenting it to her. So. She, Gloria can either take it or leave. I it, think she, she holds her hand out, it. like once you see how small it is, she'll just okay. hold her hand out. So then right. Liliana will give it to her, and she holds it. Hmm. Even if she presents 
different to all five of you for a brief second you see there's like her her eyes sort of like glow red just just for a bit hmm. and this isn't the first time you've seen it happen okay. it either happens like when she's super angry or she's trying to read something sort of intense okay. like intensely so just just something that happens on occasion just, okay yeah that we're aware but, of, that i'm aware of at least yeah that all y'all are aware all of, of us yeah. okay because y'all know she's she's not normal she's not a yeah yeah she might be more of a humanoid than a yeah human. you know and she's reading it and she's looking it over she's like no huh haven't quite come across the, one of these in a while and she hands it back there are more and too close for comfort that's what usually happens I mean, they're, it's a dying town. They're doing, I guess they're trying to do what they can to save themselves, you know? Yes, but and that's well and good. We just don't want to be blamed for it. I'll handle it if there's any blame coming our way. Do you need us to do anything? Just go ahead and get ready. We're, she looks up at the sky and she's sort of seeing the sun starting to slowly set. It's almost showtime. May I ask one more question? I think Liliana asks that because she's almost dismissing them. And so she, Liliana wants to inquire something a little bit, which is a little bit out of character for her. Normally, I think she would just follow suit. Okay. So I think, I think um, Gloria looks up and she's like, yes, go ahead. Have you come across this before? Not in recent times, but I have in the past. And you don't want us to do anything about it. And if she pauses and thinks for a second, my only concern is that if we stay here long enough and she looks at the five of you and then her eyes land on Edie, someone might disappear from our group. Because Edie's right in the age range, right? Yes. (gasps) (laughs) Well, we won't let that happen. So, if... (laughs) We come across it, maybe we should stop it. So we don't lose anybody from our group. From our family. Understood. We'll protect our own. Liliana has the finger. I think she just turns to go. Before leaving, Phil's just like, Hey, Mom, look, I got chickens for the show. Good. We always love a good chicken show. Really brings the crowd in. Yeah. It'll be a good one tonight. I'm going to go prepare. Okay, you do that. I think before Edie leaves the tent, she'll look at Mother and go, should I be concerned? Should I prepare myself for something, do you think? And she looks at you, and you know, your perception of her is like this very, like, Mm-hmm. very warm motherly maternal person and she's just smiles sweetly and she's like no you shouldn't have to prepare yourself for anything if it can be stopped in time hopefully they won't look to our group for more means if you're if you're if you if you say so i uh, i'll go get ready now okay thank you and i, and I think bef- like we'll like i want her to leave like edie's leaving but, mm-hmm. like, we'll stop by the kitchen and get a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And then go get ready for the, get the tent set up and everything. 
Uh, Marquette is going to go uh, spruce up her lions and then get ready. Thetis, uh, Thetis sets up for a show. She just goes about polishing her shiny new locket. <laughs> That's all. all right. Then goes back to brushing her hair. <laughs> Nighttime has fallen over Bryceville, Tennessee. And typically, as you're looking out to the town itself, it's pretty quiet. You hear the cicadas chirping off in the distance. Um, but as the camera sort of pans over the crops towards um, an unusual brightness coming from the middle of the cornfields, and um, from the distance, you see the little uh, Ferris wheel just starting to go about. And as we get closer, we, the audience, get closer to it, uh, see that it's the big lights of the carnival have are starting to go off. As, as the camera pans in, um, it sort of lands on the, the gentleman that's on a box outside of the gate itself, um, just across the entryway from the, the hawker who's trying to like lure people in and like welcome people to the show and stuff. And the hawker gives this man some side eye as he's there. The George, as you all know, Worthington, looks like he's been well fed, taken care of, his hair in a nicely cut and kept way. And he is doing some, some sort of falling acts in the front, sort of drawing people in, trying to bring them as well as like a little hat out front to like people to toss him some money to tip him. And as you all know, George just pretty much gives it back to the carnival because he just wants to be accepted. And as we move into the carnival itself, the noises and the smells and the lights, it's just all chaos. It's people chattering, hawkers trying to sell the, the games or like bring people into the tent for a show. The smells of the, um, the cooked foods um, from the little like food corner area with the popcorns and the hot dogs and what else there is um, sort of lingers in the air. The lights from everything hanging off the tents illuminating the signs of each of the shows coming off the ferris wheel and other sort of um the merry-go-round that's been around for a while and yeah we have people who are out in front or maybe can't be in a tent because their their acts are just too dangerous like for example gloria with her fire breathing and as um that sort of stands like on the stand near the entranceway and just the, looks like she's drinking, quote unquote, something from a bottle before she sticks her torch up and blows it. But you know that bottle's empty. We all know that bottle's empty. <laughs> and um, and it doesn't like that. You can see like the glow from the inside of her throat come out as she's forcing the, the fire out in the round of applause. Um, the another people who don't, aren't really intense is the Joyce, the contortionist. He was in town earlier with y'all, um, you know, showing off her moves. Dr. Fantasmic also has his own tent as I pass by, and he can hear his, like, deep voice coming in from, from, as the tent flap opens as you walk by of, yes, I can see into your mind! Uh, Angel and Pearl are on a stage, kind of, like, centralized, as they are sort of uh, moving statues that are slowly playing out a scene. And people will come and go and watch. And little children will look for a second making and just say, they're not real. And then they move just ever so slightly. And they're like, ah! And they run off. 
there's squeals of delight happening throughout um, the areas. But as we move to the tents itself, let's start looking to see what each of you are doing tonight. I think Edie's act is probably the more uh, simple acts because she doesn't really have a lot of skill herself uh, in other things and performing. And really her main attraction is just that she kind of looks like a dog, right? Like she has a hairy face. And so she really plays that up. So as the camera goes into uh, the tent, there are chairs and there's a little stage, a little raised area. And uh, she, I, th I think it's like show times, you know, it's kind of like, you know, crowd, co people come in, they sit, they wait, and then the show comes on. And uh, there is a spotlight in the middle of the stage or like candlelight or whatever uh, in the middle of the stage. But when they come in and everybody gets settled, it goes off. And then there is a long punctuated howl. And then when the lights come back on, <laughs> she's just sitting there. <laughs> she doesn't really know what else to do. Like, I think, like, background story, I think there's probably been lots of times where it's like, Edie, come on. Like, you, you're, you gotta do something. Do something. You have to do <laughs> other things. And she's just really, it doesn't have that showmanship skill. She doesn't really under, like, know. Uh, and so I think what she ends up doing, she's sitting there. And, like, she, like, because she has no input from, like, other people, she doesn't really know how to behave on this. It's very awkward. Like, <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, for Edie. And she's, so she's sitting there, and, like, her hair's all been combed, and, you know, like, how they put bows in Yorkies. So she's got, like, a little bow in her beard, and her hair's got bows in it, and, like, she'll sit there, and she'll, like, kind of, like, turn and, like, like try to look good. <laughs> like, like model? Yeah, kind of, like, modeling and showing off uh, her, her, her look. Because, again, she doesn't want to show her true monst monster side. Like, it's her whole battle, right? Like, she doesn't really want to show that. The how is, like, the really, like, the only, like, unsettling thing. So yeah, she's sitting there kind of doing this and that. And I'm okay if like people heckled me, like if that's a thing that is what happens. Cause I really am just on display right now. Kind of anticlimactic, uh, which is kind of Edie anyway, so. <laughs> oh no. Oh, Edie. Okay. <laughs> the camera stays in there a bit longer just watching. And I think as Edie starts on all fours walking around or it's i mean if she gets a reaction from people yeah like okay 100 percent. so yeah yeah i think on all fours walking around um the camera sort of you know scoots out and starts going to the next one and where where are we going where where are we taking the uh, the viewers the camera leaves Edie's tent and pans over several other tents and gets to an all red tent with an, an eye on the top of it, like a cloth, cut out cloth of an eye. And we follow two like middle-aged women in, into the tent. And we see Liliana sitting at a round table that is covered in black cloth and on the table. And also behind her are several pieces of cloth and candles that light the area. There are cards, a stack of tarot cards, and a crystal ball, 
and a dish that has what appears to be like bones in it um, that the customers will choose how they want to get their fortune read. They can also have their palms read. We see that one of the women sits down and it appears there's smiles and appears that everything is going well. And then the second sister sits down or the second woman sits down and um, we just cut to them running out of the tent and this second woman is just in tears as she, as she leaves. And then we go back in and we see that Liliana is sitting there and smiling. Yeah, and I think the camera sort of um, is sort of like peeking in from the door, seeing this, and then sort of just starts scooting on past to um, another tent. Right, uh, right next door is um, Theus's tent. So pulling back from Liliana's and not traveling all too far next door to a deep blue tent, going in through the doors. Uh, we find a tank with uh, Thetis sitting in it, uh, kind of luxuriating over the edge of it, like a modern person would lean out of the edge of a hot tub, with her, her long hair kind of flowing out of it, uh, almost reaching to, to the ground, it's so long. And she's really not doing much of anything. <laughs> it's just kind of there. Um, her act, uh, is very much just her on display. Um, there are chairs set up and there are a few gentlemen just sitting there kind of staring, their mouths completely agape. Um, every so often she'll flick her tail and splash some water in their direction. If she's feeling particularly playful, she might engage one of them in a conversation, uh, but the conversation is usually very, very stunted <laughs> because really they don't have anything much to say back to her. She will try to be playful about it, but she doesn't really get much reaction back out of them because there's not a whole lot that they have in response. So honestly, show nights are very, very boring for Thetis. <laughs> I think the viewer sits down and observes this and then once again, flicked with water sort of like gets up and uh, walks out and heads to another tent. Mm. Uh, yeah, we'll head on over to uh, the mesmerizing Marquetta's tent, which has a faded is a faded green tent. It used to be like very vibrant, but it's a little on the older side. Um, and they come in, and there's a central ring um, where they've got different props set up. And uh, when they see Marquetta, she is very different looking than what you would normally see her just looked at. She's let her long hair like flow down. She's got the top pinned up so it's out of her face. Um, but it's definitely long and flowing. She's got this bright green crushed velvet blazer. And then um, kind of like this corseting underneath. Um, she's very dominatrix style <laughs> with um black leather lace-up boots and not so like they're probably you in the 30s these would probably be riding pants so she's wearing pants which is also whoa lady in pants whoa uh but you know she's dealing with her lions um and so she's she has her lions come in like one she'll show up with one lion and then she'll kind of have another lion sneak in through the audience and just kind of 
uh, just kind of be amongst the crowd to kind of unsettle them. And then she'll have them do things like jump through hoops and create a little small pyramid because there's three of them. And she'll have them, you know, she'll ask if, you know, if anyone brave enough to uh, uh, face off against the lion and put, um, you know, have one of the lions put their face into the person's face. And she'll play games like that with the crowd. Edith eats this up, by the way. She has occasionally asked one of the Johnnies to take her over and hide her in the audience because she <laughs> adores Marquetta's serious side. Uh, she, she is absolutely in love with her, her more hardened look. And she makes the Johnnies who work her tent wear um, green velvet waistcoats. So, like, mm-hmm. you know which Johnnies are working her tent because they have a uniform. <laughs> they have a look. There's a look. <laughs> we, she doesn't know which Johnny's which, but they, if they're wearing the coat, they're working for her that day. Yeah. And um, I think the camera sort of sees all this and, like, notices it. And then I think there's a big, like, huff right in the ear of the viewer. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. first person, so, like... This is sure. and they, so they get to off guard and they turn and there's a lion right there, mm-hmm. like in their face. Which I'm one would say, it be usually? I'm gonna say that's Zira, the yeah. playful one. That's the most playful one. Yeah, so Zira's like there and sort of just gives like a little boop <laughs> and just keeps walking. And um, the camera gets up and leaves and then heads off to Phil Philia's tent. Phil Philia's tent is a pink and black tent that's I wouldn't say next to the food aisles but definitely like one or two tents removed um, outside the tent you, you have one of the Johnnies who is like taking tickets taking bets because there's a sign in front that says beat the geek or win double the ticket price uh, last the whole show four times the ticket price and it says uh, last one standing and it's uh, 10 times the ticket price. And as you enter in, there's a bunch of wooden bench seats with just buckets lined up where each person can sit. And it's uh, on, on the stage, there's two chairs. Um, it's, a, it's a table with a you know, nice tablecloth. It looks like it would be uh, an English breakfast kind of setting, except everything is kind of dingy and torn and whatnot. And you have like moldy bread set up where the where the uh, sandwiches would be, everything is set up for what looks like uh, a tea time. Yeah, so I think, I, yeah, I think um, people are starting to slowly come in for, for the show. And I think, I think since we are just doing yours a bit, let's go ahead and see how the crowd is tonight. So go ahead and give a roll of D6. It's a four. Four? Okay, yeah, I think the crowd is pretty good. It's pretty full. It's a full um, tent for the show. Um, it looks like a bunch of adults because I think you have a no child policy. Is that right in your tent or is it a... It'd be a little cruel to try and subject them to this. If children sneak in, that's on their own endeavor, right? Indeed. Then they probably won't last long. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's a bunch of, um, I think it's mainly, it's mainly men that are coming in to sit in because they're like, oh yeah, I can beat this. I can handle anything. And some women are like, oh, maybe I can. We'll see. Like... <laughs> 
sort of situation and everybody's sitting in and I think you're starting up with I guess the moldy bread act right that's where you sort of start no, it, it's it's more of a performance you know it's like you see Philia come out in like a very torn up what could be a facsimile of maybe a Victorian-ish dress you know and they sit down they're pouring the teapot but there's nothing in there they're like you know then they open up and they look around for any water they don't anything then they grab a chicken first thing they do is they grab a chicken from under the table and immediately chop its head off and then while it's still wiggling they pour the blood into the teapot toss the still moving carcass into the crowd and they pour it into the teacup and you know start gingerly sipping it i'm gonna stop you right there because as you're sipping the the blood from a teacup you look up into the crowd and you actually see doris sitting there with father merkel right behind her and that's where i'll stop <laughs> <laughs>